Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wound Pickups. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. We are super happy that you are listening with us to our show. That's right. Because we're listening to it, too, and and, uh, we're going to have a good time tonight. Um, The Guitar Knobs podcast. That's what it is. That's, That's what right. it is. That's Guys, right. what do we uh what do we do here? We interview people that do really cool stuff. Boutique builders maybe. Right, Tony? Boutique builders. Not yes. builders of boutiques where you buy things. No. But boutique as in the smaller guys, yeah. the the Davies of the world. And you, you usually know, buy them Goliaths. And sometimes right? a few Goliaths. Well, we've had a couple worthy. of Goliaths that yeah. are nice. Some one ones that teach you how to do stuff. That's right. They had Goliaths with Davy attitudes. Yes. That's right. We uh, we do pedals, amps, gear, all kinds of stuff. And especially, we love guitars. Uh, and we've got somebody very special on the line today who happens to fit that mold. Who are you, sir? Uh, Tim Thielen with Built Guitars in Des Moines, Iowa. Built guitars Woo-hoo. with an I. No B-I-L-T. B-I-L-T Welcome guitars. Does that stand show. for anything? Uh, that is a, uh, a mashup of Bill Hens, who's my co-owner, and the T is for me, Tim. Ah, nice. Yeah. Thielen. Built. That's good to know. Exactly. Yeah. And that yes. way we know you just can't spell. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, oh, hey, everybody out there, uh, if you want to follow along with our show, you can check out Built, B-I-L-T, Guitars. And uh, if you want to go check out the website, you can do that. Um, but the uh, the easy, fun way to do it is usually on Instagram. Yes. Uh, yes. Tim and company make some mighty fine guitars and uh i've been uh you know hoping we could get these guys on the show and tony is oh, a big em. fan and big jared's fan. a fan so uh this has been great yeah. we're, we're really excited to have you on the show today tim good so this isn't gonna go like really dark really quick <laughs> i i hope not <laughs> well it could <laughs> yeah so serial number yeah you never know I um, <laughs> so all right we're gonna get through a couple of announcements really quick everybody uh first and foremost we want to give a massive shout out to road microphones for providing our audio equipment um we've got the fantastic roadcaster pro and the Procaster microphones, which have served us well for a couple of years now. And, and uh, we give a huge amount of thanks to the dual Nicks. Nick and Nick. Nick and Nick down at the Hey, but what about uh, this box that's sitting here I on the said table? That. It's a roadcaster. Oh, that's the roadcaster. That's the roadcaster. That's oh. the that's the big mama machine. It's a pro, man. That's our wow. That's our it's our love machine. It's right got right. funny it's our sound effects soul. on it too that we're and not allowed to touch. That's right. You are not allowed to touch them. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so we're gonna record our show on this, and you might want to give uh, that a thought. Um, if you are interested in in diving into the podcast world or even like I said before, I uh, I think this would do a bang up job of recording your your little band if you got one uh or just your uh, home guitar you know by yourself you don't need a band you just need you or banjo or or a band joe <laughs> all right and then we also want to uh let everybody know big j-rod's got some sweet new what? shirts well, i do you do and i would like to thank my friend's tony baloney and todd novak for helping me design it yes sir and a lot of the credit goes to Todd. Let's give it all to Todd. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Just, he needs stroked uh, every once in a while. while. <laughs> all, he, he, all he had to do was convince me, like, yes, this is it. Yes, this is it. And it took me a while, but... 
Yeah. Um, with the, a few tweaks here and there, it's perfect. Yes. The, uh, the, the understatement of the year is all I had to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. They're, they're really yes. cool. Check them out. We're going to put a post there. There should yeah, be already. They, by the, the time you hear this, you will have seen this on the Instagram. So yeah. they're cool shirts. They've got the Brandon Wound logo and a gigor, gigormous, ginormous. I like it. Uh, humbucker. Yes, sir. Humbucker. All right. Uh, we also want to uh, let everybody know that I received something very special in the mail from Champion Lecky. Um, we're working yes. on a contest right now that we're putting together, and he, we decided it would be a great idea to do a coloring contest. So ah, hopefully you guys idea. are all familiar with Champion Lecky and the super happy fun pedals that he makes uh, and the great designs. They're all handmade. They're all hand-painted. They're all hand-designed. And so what we're doing is we've got a, we've got a coloring sheet. <laughs> and so... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna you know w- more on that, but the the gist is, you do the coloring sheet, you take a picture, you post on Instagram, you can win a pedal, or you can risk and have your kids do it for you. But you sure. know you're putting the pedal in their hands, basically winning like, it. Do you hands. have to give the pedal to the kids if they do it? Uh, you could save it for when they get older. Yeah. Okay. Um, and for whatever reason, I just want to point out that Jared has his hat over his headphones which is interesting i got a size eight hat man it's big i got a big melon um and then uh, so more to come on that um we'll be talking he's going to come on the show we're going to talk all about it it'll be great and you can win great pedals and stuff um and oh. wooly from champion lucky is an awesome dude who makes some awesome pedals and dude, we're I love great that, that he's guy. our friend i love him uh i also wanted to give just a, a just a real quick sort of High five to the guitar podcast community out there in the internet world. Tone Mob, 60 Cycle Hum, Guitar Nerds, Flippin' Flippers, Tone Jerks, Clifton Worley even, who we were uh, recently on the show. It's a happy, good time group, and we all love the same stuff, and we're out there doing it, and it's fun to see everybody interacting with each other. And I, I guarantee you that you will be happy if you listen to any of those other shows, which I'm sure you probably already are. We love the guitar community and um, we are uh, doing our best to make great stuff for everybody out there. So big high five and big hearts and lightning bolts to those chaps. And watch out for orangutans on tricycles chasing small children okay sure tony (laughs) all right oh gosh hey everybody let's find out what's new in our guitar world this week yes let's let's hear from tim he's been real patient tim what's going on in your music world this week man uh just sent out a guitar to uh ruben nielsen from unknown mortal orchestra and so hopefully i don't know if he'll be able to get it unveiled for bonnaroo this weekend but that's that was exciting and because we're great great big fans here at the shop of his stuff and and his guitar playing so that is always fun to get that kind of stuff out what did you send him uh he we got him a zaftig Okay. which is our hollow body or not hollow body, but very chambered uh, guitar is kind of a mashup of a Starcaster and uh, jazz master, kind of a bigger bodied thing. And we got him one of those in Olympic white with our, in our low gloss nitro finish, um, baked maple neck, rosewood figured board, you know, pretty, uh, pretty nice, um, pretty nice little unit. The big thing was weight for him. And so, 
uh, we may actually made the body out of Western red cedar. So we took a, a guitar design that's already pretty light and made it even lighter. So he is a big guy on Jagstangs and yeah. you know, he, he tends to play with the strap over his, uh, uh, right shoulder as opposed to his left. So, yeah, cause I think, you know, he does a lot of multi-instrumental stuff. So, uh, that's kind of you a know, really was, old way, an old style of playing. If you go back yeah, and look yeah. at a lot of pictures, a lot of guys have their strap just over one shoulder, not across the back. Yeah, and it, that scares me. <laughs> <laughs> but he seems to pull it off effortlessly. So, uh, so that's that was exciting. Um, and then just a lot of finish work. I do a lot of emailing, you know. So that's that's fascinating. I'm sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, and then what else we're gearing up to do, uh, we're going to start doing a lot more demo videos. We're going to try to do a video, um, you know, of every guitar that we make. So I think that'll, you know, just a little short guy and start, you know, just completely taking over YouTube entirely. I think that's a fantastic idea. So how many, how many hours a day would you say you do emails? I'm kind of just kind of curious as a small business owner myself. Oh, someday it, some days it's like, it's only like 13 or 14 hours and other days it's more. <laughs> no, um, I, I really try, you know, time management is a big issue around here because we're, you know, uh, you know, a small company. So there's not a lot of personnel to be able to handle that stuff. So it's, it's kind of a lot of, I'm glad I get emails on the phone sometimes because then I can just run up a deal with something right away. But most of the time it's, it's two or three hours a day trying to get uh, lined up with customers and, and get quotes out and get uh, vendor things put together. And, you know, we do anything for everybody. So, you know, there's a lot of research and chasing down of, of individual parts or types of finish or, you know, color schemes and, you know, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So yeah. yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're internet people. Yeah. That's, I mean, with my, with pick guardian, I mean, I, I, I get up in the morning. The first thing I do is hop on the computer and do probably about two or three hours worth of, of emails. Catch up. Yes. Yeah. Catch up from the day before or whatever. And, uh, head down to the shop and it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's like, I, I never realized, I guess early on how much time, is spent mm-hmm. keeping you know basically customers have questions uh they they then they want answers pretty quickly and they've sure. gotten used to that you know yeah but, uh, but yeah it's, and I, I you know it's it still amazes me how much people appreciate a fast response mm-hmm. you know that's i probably see that on uh, you know everything that we re- respond to we try to get after stuff right away Right. And not, you know, not let anything linger as as much as we possibly can. But, you know, stuff always falls through the cracks. But anyway, well, um, big note yeah, is to I, make I would sure. say a good 75 percent, 75 percent of our emails are like, wow, thanks for the fast response. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and I think it's I mean, you probably appreciate it, too, because you don't have five people sitting behind a computer waiting for emails to come in. Like, uh, you know, it's, I think a lot of people who get so used to, you know, like the Amazons of the world and all the other places that, you know, they, they forget that sometimes if it's a one or two person show, um, might take a little while longer. Yeah. So the note is to make sure if you're, if you're in contact with our, all of our boutique builder friends in the world, understand that 
that's called a boutique building for a reason. And it's yes. not a massive company and, and be patient and all the love will flow through the electronics. It's going to be great. Yeah. Tony Baloney, yeah. what's up with your music world? Two things this week. Two things. One of which you'll probably appreciate. Um, so I, I have a, a, a 64 uh, Melody Maker that I put back together a couple years ago. And I've been looking for a hard shell case for a Melody Maker. And for those who don't know, a Melody Maker is a lot thinner then a Les Paul, I mean, this body shape, well, it'll fit in a Les Paul case, but then it just sits kind of weird in there. Swims. It's the it same swims. problem with the, uh, with, with the specials. With a special or a yeah. junior. Exactly yeah. the same. The butt. So um, I, just on the off chance, I had a, a, a lingering um, a search on eBay, you know, just uh, for notifications in case a Joan Jett Melody Maker case ever came up. Oh, I thought you were going to say you got a Joan Jett Melody Maker. Yeah. I would have bought that off you. Yeah, it's not that great of a guitar. <laughs> but I will like it. Yeah. Okay. You're allowed to. Right. Well, anyhow, I got the case and it's pretty cool because it's kind of a standard case, but it's the right thickness. And then there's just a heart on the outside. That's cool. A little black under, heart. Un under the Gibson. So that, that's kind of cool. And it fits the guitar. That's, that's the most important thing to me. Interesting. Okay, so if you have a special, that's the case you want to try to get. Well, there, uh, TKL also makes a, a case specifically for specials and juniors. Really? Um, that is, uh, I think it's a half inch thinner. I have to wad up a towel underneath mine. Yeah, I mean, the t-shirt always works yeah. underneath it too. But And then the second thing is I, I got my, uh, we talked a little while about this, uh, my... Uh, uh, Les Paul, like 59 Les Paul standard uh, replica came in and um, I took it over to my buddy Sean and he did the final to setup. To be fair, it's not a Chibson. It's not a, no, it is no, not it's a, far from no, it is not a Chibson. It's, it's, it's far a, from it. It's a, it's a local builder who does a really good job on, he does. on Les Pauls. I was just over at his house a few days ago. Yeah. And his, he's got like two or three more that he's building. Yep unbelievably great yeah I mean, he's really good at those standards so yeah it's a, the standards look great um this one is kind of a I, some people would call it a lemon burst mm -hmm. um uh, i'd love to see it yeah i was going to bring it in today but then i fell behind and all that fun stuff but anyhow my buddy sean has a company called the Re guitar repair company here in town and Anytime I have a guitar that I really want good fret work and good setup, I take it over to him because usually I, I can work my way through most of that stuff, but yeah. I like the way he does things. So I picked that up yesterday and I'm real, real happy. Jared's pickups, they're the PAF style pickups just sound stellar in this guitar. 59 clones. 59 yeah. clones. I mean, they just sound, I mean, the middle position is just to die for. And I'm not usually a middle position two humbucker guy but mm -hmm. this one just sounds just beautiful when our friend builds good guitars i mean they're really are good. you let me borrow that and take it home yeah if you want thanks sure. man i'd like yeah. to just for a day or two yeah we, we, we it's cool because we get to exchange a lot of gear he's been other. doing he's also been doing like all these awesome telly bodies and when he's taking this fabric mm -hmm. and he's it's kind of like the paisley thing yeah it's very know? very similar i mean that the the paisley ones were wallpaper yeah which coincidentally were also made here by borden company in columbus ohio no kidding yeah. yep so all those you know 60s uh paisley tellies are that way but what chris is doing is he has gets this really cool cloth i have one of them um and it's uh that japanese uh tattoo art mm -hmm. and it, what's really cool about it is he adheres it to the body 
and then shoots a ton of, of lacquer over the top of it. But you can still kind of see some of the, the fall in, mm. into the cloth. Interesting. So it's it's super shiny, but there's a little bit of a, a surface level. It still looks cool. Yeah. It definitely looks cool, but. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Jared? Oh, yeah. A couple of things, uh, little things, but hey, they all matter. So my buddy uh, finished up my guitars and my jazz masters, and of course, I had to get some hard cases. So I look, and I don't need special, awesome, cool case. I just want a case to protect the guitar that works. Right. And I saw some, I think they're Gator cases. Uh, guitar That's what center. I have my jazz bass. Right. Yeah. And the picture has the leather ends on the case, but when you get it in the mail, it ain't got the leather, leather end on it. And I'm like, come on, man. I thought I was getting the leather ends on the case. But you don't want to take it back because it's it's just not worth all the hassle in the in the you know Did you call them about that? I didn't even do you that. You should have done that. I know it. I know I owe them a gripe session, but they know that people like me aren't gonna take the time to do that. So they're just like, Well, I got you and you ain't gonna do nothing about it. Enjoy the case. You know. Mm, I I I disagree. I think if you're dissatisfied with it and with the company, like, was it at Guitar Center? Or yeah, was it, they don't I'll Just care. take it into the store. They, 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 will, yeah. they will take care of it. If you're not totally happy with it, yeah. well, you, should, can, you should complain about it they should, and at least yeah. credit you something. I mean, say, yeah, you I'd like what? to keep the cases. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if you want the leather end so bad, I'll trade you my case for Pete's sakes. Uh, All okay, right. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, I like the I like the leather ends myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, it, I don't care. Everybody knows I have the <laughs> Temple pedal boards. There, you, yes. Well, the, you know, the longtime listeners. When we were in Chicago a few years ago for that show, yes. Todd's like, dude, this dude has two Temple boards and they're 50 bucks each. So Full I'm size, like, the well, big size. I'll just buy one, right? I wish I would have bought both. And they both had the module in, you know, already hooked up to the the board for the for the electric for the electric thing, the switch. And I was like, oh man, I'll just buy a new one for my new temple board that I bought yeah. that I paid way more for. Yeah, those modules are like fifty bucks. I was like, holy crap, that's what I paid for the whole pedal board and the module, and it was like in brand new condition. Mm. Well, so. Fascinating. Yes. Yeah, moral of the story stellar is. Stellar shopper. Yeah, what are you going to do? So the, 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 the moral of the story is, if you see two of something and it's dirt cheap, just get it, man. You can always sell it. Just get it. Solid I, logic. I will there he comes. Time. He wraps it all up with a just nice bow. Just get both of them. How about you, Todd? What's going on in your musical work? Other than yeah. that awesome shirt. Thank you. Yeah, um, I have had uh, quite a bit of fun playing out. We've been play- doing a lot of shows and stuff, and it's been great meeting a lot of great people. But one of the things that I got to do today, I got a nice box of pedals from uh, Mythos, and they are twin golden yes. fleeces. Mjolnir. And what we're going to do is just a little conversation and test about, like, well, what is the difference between these two? Because there is a difference. One is this through hole, and one is surface mount. We're going to have an episode coming up where we're just going to talk when about... When you say the, through hole, are you talking about, like, point to point? No. No. No, that's literally, like, all the pieces go through the board um, and are soldered on the back where a surface mount um, is not necessarily that case. Oh. 
Yes, it's a little more complex. Anyway, so yeah, it's going to be a great discussion. Looking forward to talking and, I mean, to Zach not, again. It's not the whole episode is going to be about that. We're going to talk about all kinds <laughs> nope. of things. We're just going to talk <laughs> about that yeah. through holes. Um, so that will be looking forward to that in the near future. I'm going to switch the knobs. <sighs> Don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not allowed to crack the case open. Yep. They're, they're designated by knob style. So we're going we're gonna to stay true to the experiment and just listen with our ears and see if there is a difference and see if we like that. And, and then discuss why maybe or maybe it doesn't matter. So, uh, all right. You know, what, you know what my favorite thing is? One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, Tim from Built Guitars, why don't you give us your four on the floor? You know, I don't like do a whole lot of playing outside of the shop just because, you know, you know, by the time I get home, I don't want to really be thinking about guitars too much. But uh, I, there are some that uh, I miss dearly. And one of those, probably the first one would be, you know, one of the first pedals that I ever bought after I started playing electric guitar would be back in the early 90s when I bought myself uh, from musician's friend. I don't know how I got that catalog. I lived in a small town in Iowa and uh, <laughs> I got I ordered a Shredmaster COD to my house. And uh, so that that was one that I should have never let go because then it came back around in a big way. Uh, the Shredmaster was my way of trying to get a metal sound. And it, so it was uh, just kind of this weird um, series of pedals that, that Marshall did um, or released back in the early 90s. And, you know, I can't even, I can still remember reading the copy because I just sat there and read it a million times. But, it, you know, they, they like referenced, uh, I think they actually referenced like Megadeth in it. And not that I was a huge Megadeth fan, but I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I just am not getting what I want out of the cheap distortion pedal or whatever I had at the time. And, uh, so I, that, that's one that, uh, you know, got pawned off when I'm, you know, went to college along with all the other good stuff that I ever had. Um, right. Okay. And, uh, and what's number two, number two would, probably be you know the carbon copy and i was i would say that i know that pedal inside and out like uh you know to the point of whenever they do a version change on the circuit board uh i know that or i recognize it so and it uh you know it's an analog delay they've tweaked the modulation a little bit to make it uh a little more pitch fun and so that that one's pretty fun. And then number three would be the be the fuzz that we make, um, which is loosely based off of a bunch of different fuzzes and one specifically that we you know, that that allows for oscillation, which is kind of a, the big thing that we put into the relevator mm -hmm. so that you can play around with that and just, you know, make it wacky. What was that called? That's just our built fuzz. Oh, it just says, <laughs> no, it just says fuzz. Okay. Yeah. And we've been prototyping around it, it for years, trying to think about, you know, uh, selling it. And it's like, you know, built timing is, is kind of, it's a known quantity around here because we, you know, we just have the worst timing when it comes to <laughs> a lot of this stuff. So we sit on it long enough and it, you know, the golden era of pedal, you know, stuff goes away and, and, and we would just be lost in the, in the, the noise of all of the other people putting fuzzes out. So 
So we just kind of sat back on that, but we have a bunch of these prototypes around and they're awesome and they're super fun to play, play with. Um, was and that, then did, did, I would say, num- go ahead. I was going to say, did, uh, did you ever put those in the guitars, like the relevators or? Yeah, that's what we put okay, in our guitars. And then we also circuit. started making, plugging them into pedals. Okay, cool. And a couple versions we did, uh, we did where, um, you know those uh, those knob covers you can stick on. I think Dunlop made them, and, and they're designed to go over top of either like yes. a Mustang style knob or, or mm-hmm. and you can. It's supposed to give you foot control. We put one of those, but the pot would be on the side of the casing or the enclosure so that oh. you can manipulate the oscillation with your foot. So that was that was kind of a, one of the fun versions um, of that, and uh, I think super enjoyable. And you know you can get pretty pretty crunchy stuff with it and i don't know that's kind of where i was at that point in time when we were when we were making that number four number four would be uh i really i really like the eau claire thunder a lot Mm. and i think it's it's super super duper versatile um so that is just in it and it's not anything that i would play not that i wouldn't play it because i don't play in front of people but uh that would be that would be a kind of a desert island one for me. Mm. I'm not f- totally familiar with that pedal, so can you give me a? Are little you bit familiar of- with Dwarfcraft de- devices at all? Yes, it's it's one of his, and I think it's kind of a flagship. But uh, Ben is a super funny, hilarious, sweet guy, and um, you know we've been talking for years and years about f- getting together and doing something with a relevator, and he has one of the original eight that. Uh, that we put together that I brought up to him so that we could start like prototyping stuff. Mm. And, uh, it, it just makes really good noises. <laughs> <laughs> Who could ask for anything more? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so we'll leave it up to everybody else to go determine what those noises are themselves. Yeah. Um, I, I'm surprised. I thought that was a lot more popular pedal than, uh, well, I'm not saying it's not. I just personally haven't haven't played one. Uh, <laughs> we still need to get him on the show at some point in time. So um, hopefully he'll hear yeah, you. And then Eau Claire, uh, Eau Claire people are weird. <laughs> I know a lot of people from Eau Claire, and the, they are each and every one of them is a singular character in and of themselves. So I don't know what it is. I think it, it might be some sort of. Uh, contamination in groundwater or the water coming off the river <laughs> or the milk you know, could be from the milk yeah or the milk <laughs> could <laughs> be the milk they like it raw up yeah. there. Uh, they poo poo pasteurization <laughs> <laughs> fair enough all right man well i appreciate you sharing that with us those are uh good pedals and uh so if you are not familiar with the four on the floor out there make sure you check it out that's on our website and we also put it out so we put it out as a blog there will be links to each of these pedals as well as a transcript from from tim's four on the floor it's really fun because you can go and see what all your favorite builders chose as their uh four on the floor so make sure you go to the site and and uh dig around and i'm sure you will find some things that you'll be like wait what is this pedal i guarantee that'll happen i don't guarantee anything so whatever that means um (laughs) we're talking to tim from build guitars and we're really excited because we've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. So let's get on with this, shall we? Certainly. Excellent. <laughs> so you're you're located in Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Right. The, the great crossroads of Highway 
or Interstate 35 and 80. Yeah, I yeah. used to have to go through there occasionally on my drives. I, I lived in Eden Prairie, Minnesota for uh, about five years. And uh, sure. So, uh, f- you know, familiar. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, you're all up there. How long have you been building those guitars? Uh, we started with the Relevator back in, uh, you know, we started prototyping it back in 2008. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and by prototyping, uh, at the time I had, I owned the co-owned a repair shop and I had a pretty good customer who was really, really into wanting me to put effects into this Telecaster that he had. And I just pushed him off. Like, I'm not doing that. That's, you know, that'll be ridiculous. And, and, but he pushed and pushed and pushed. And so what we ended up doing was, uh, uh, taking this telly and creating a bunch of cavity, extra cavities in it. And we made this huge pick guard that almost covered the entire top. We put a Jazzmaster tremolo in it. And the, so the pick guard kind of had this uh, Everly Brothers uh, acoustic field. You know what I'm, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So yep, like yep. It, it came back and wrapped, wrapped nearly all the way around the tremolo plate. So and at that point, he wanted a, a Red Witch Fuzz God in there, which is a tremendously cool pe- pedal if you guys aren't familiar with that the red witch fuzz god yes yeah and so i stuck one of those in there and then a carbon copy delay <clears throat> which has you know carried on through this whole time and then we did uh oh uh, the sustainer pickup yeah sustainiac yeah it's mm-hmm. the sustainiac which i've installed so many of those things like they're in- insane so this guitar was crazy. And so, um, you know, he finally talked me into it. I spent a ton of time pulling circuit boards apart, pulling stuff off of circuit boards to reroute controls and just getting all this stuff figured out. Then you get it together and then you start the troubleshooting, you know, because (laughs) nothing works. Right. And you start to get it to kind of work. And then you start discovering this thing called this phenomenon called cross talking. And then, uh, uh, you know, so then you figure well, out which wires phenomenon? it's like hissing and buzzing and uh, uh, just v- incredibly unpleasant sounds on uh, like high gain lines. And when they come close to certain other high gain lines uh-huh. and then they start uh, making noises that you don't want. So then you have to shield them. So then you start discovering like, OK, what I can't just use like Gibson wire or you know pickup wire on all this stuff because it's you know would be ridiculously huge so then you know then it just becomes a whole big research project and finding you know uh uh, higher gauge shielded wires um whether they're insulated you know blah 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 and so it became a big thing and you know once we got it done we got it really working well um you know then we were it was like wow this thing is pretty fun because it was it was a lot it was a bunch of effects that normally you would uh, bend over or crouch down and start manipulating and look like a look right. silly doing it. Or if you're not a shoegazer, it's fun to have at your fingertips. And so, so yeah, so we kind of sat on that. That was like the fall of 2008. And I think the beginning of 2009, I ran across a picture of a Fender Marauder that was currently residing at Dave's guitar shop in La Crosse, Wisconsin. If you haven't been there, he's got an amazing collection and, you know, is a big vintage guy, big new, new sales guy. Um, I think he was one of the few that could do Gibson online or maybe, maybe not. I can't remember, you know, all that drama, but, uh, uh, 
so anyway, he had this Lake Placid Blue Fender Marauder 2, I think it was, and it had this Lake Placid Blue had a perloid pick guard and it had the headstock that, you know, the Gene Fields designed swoosh headstock that we en- ended up adapting, adopting mm-hmm. both of those words. <laughs> So it had that and, and a bound finger, you know, bound rosewood board with like block in, you know, perloid block inlays. And I, I was just like was totally struck by yeah. this guitar. <laughs> and it had all these huge plates on it that were full of switches. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, look at all that real estate that we could use for these effects guitars. Like because we were talking about like how fun that was and how cool it is and everything. And like. So it immediately jumped out as, okay, this is plausible because they never released that guitar. So it's not going to turn into an immediate lawsuit because at that point in time, all the big guys were extremely litigious, um, you know, and had either huge lawsuits going at the time or had just lost some or won some or, you know, so all of that stuff was in super flux at the time. And, uh, so I made a little trip up there to check that guitar out and it was even cooler in person. Like, the uh the upper uh rhythm circuit the roller wheels on it they had it had imprinted uh or embossed numerals on the side of it and i was just like oh my god that is so cool you know you i had never seen that on any other uh fender before those are metal right these were oh these were plastic because they didn't they didn't have a neural they had a straight line oh i see okay gotcha um so i think they were um my guess is that this thing was maybe a prototype or someone put it from the factory, put it together out of parts and sold it at a show as a prototype. And it had, it had three, uh, three Jaguar pickups, I do believe, mm-hmm. uh, in a strap formation. And so, so the, there's the upper circuit plate. There was a, a lower plate that had a bunch of uh, like phase switches or whatever. I don't even, I don't even really know what the what the wiring scheme on the uh, the original Marauders were. And I, I, you know, maybe someday I revisit that. But and then a large jack plate. So it just provided a tremendous amount of real estate, you know. And I was looking at those plates, and I was, I was like, I know how to work aluminum really well, and I know how to polish it. So. I could make those plates out of aluminum and it would be easy because it'd be highly customizable. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Sorry, how you I say I butchered that. that. Is that, thank you. And uh, so I, I felt like it was really good. And I was, you know, and, and this is like over my lunch hour sitting at the counter in my repair shop. And I'm like, and, and at the time, Bill Hens, um, who co-founded this with me, we, him and I, uh, he, I was like, Bill, get in here. And so he checked it out. I'm like, what do you think? What do you, you know, how this would work? And he was like, just got super excited. And then I brought this customer in, um, that I had done the telly for and his name's Brandon. And he, uh, you know, he thought it was just an amazing idea. So we immediately set out to start prototyping this thing. I make a trip up and check out that guitar. Like it's, it's amazing. And, um, so yeah, so then kind of the rest is history. We spent a lot of time like with control layout and originally, you know, we wanted to make everything as user-friendly as possible. Um, originally, we were going to, you know, the the delay and the fuzz and the, uh, we were going we to make this germanium fuzz. And, it, you know, we had this circuit, we made up this circuit and everything. And, you know, then it became real that we couldn't, at that point in time, nobody was either 
there's not a lot of new old stock, so it wasn't going to be consistent. So we ended up having to go to silicon and um, for our transistors, and then and then we were going to have an individual battery for, uh, and we were going to keep we were going to use a sustainer in it as well. So this thing was going to be wackadoo, you know, as far as like what it was going to be able to do. And we ended up kind of ditching the sustainer just because it was too much stuff. And um, we've since installed a lot of the sustainers in relevators that we've built. Um, but, you know, it, it, at the time, it wasn't really a home run. It, you kind of got these guitars. You have there's a, a very select and small group of people who are, n- number one, brave enough to take something like this on from a player's playing standpoint. So so we just kind of distilled it down and made it, you know, tried to do the layout of the controls as ergonomically and as smartly, is that a word? Smartly as possible? Sure. Yeah. I say smartly all the time. Okay, good. Acceptable. Acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, we just approached it from, you know, we loved, we loved the whole uh, Fender design as far as like, you know, re- from a repairability standpoint, wanted to make all the components, um, you know, as high quality as possible. At that point in time, um, uh to get into the hardware side of it and the, and the decisions we made on that, we, uh, we had built a, Ro- a Rosewood Jazzmaster for, uh, for Nels Klein, like the year before. And he was, he, and people, you know, just, the bridge has always been problematic. Know, in case people don't know um, who Nels Klein is, can you just give him a good- and, and Nels at that time, it was a freshly on uh, the Wilco team. Um, so he's a lead guitar player for Wilco, but like a huge, huge session guy. And I knew him from way back in the 90s um, from when he was playing a lot with uh, uh, kind of a legendary, the Miniman bass, bass player, Mike Watt. Right. Um, who I you know, kind of started off once I got out of guitar making school, uh, built him a bass and, you know, so kind of got my feet wet with Mike Watt and he got me to Nels and Nels and I, you know, hit it off right away. And I was, you know, so anyway, Nels was a buddy and Bill had this idea, let's build this Rosewood jazz master. And so we did and, and delivered it to him. And it wasn't, a, you know, built wasn't a thing at that point in time. It was just something that we wanted to do. That was super fun. We went to, uh, it was actually 2008 and we went to Lawrence, Kansas to deliver it. And it was an outdoor show and, and he loved it and like played, got it up on stage and played impossible Germany with it. And it was just like, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know a good feeling to describe, like, you know, <laughs> watching that, uh, sure. you know, and having it wash over you. So, so that, that kind of like sealed the deal as far as, uh, you know, feeling pretty good about building, building guitars. So, uh, so Bill and I had, uh, you know, that, that Nels Klein experience. So having that experience with Nels, you know, the big thing about that, that jazz master was like, the bridge is always the weakest link when it came to jazz masters. And at that point in time, you know, nobody was really doing anything about it. The bit, the best thing you could do is shim up two edges, ends of a, of a Mustang set, uh, bridge. And that's what Nels was using at the time. And so he knew of a guy in Minneapolis named Woody. That was his buddy. That was kind of a Wilco tech guy. Um, he had been in tech for, uh, a bunch of different, different bands, including like soul asylum and, you know, all these nineties bands. And then he, he was also a repairman at, uh, Willie's guitars in, in Minneapolis. And so he was a head repair guy there. 
and did a lot of vintage work. And, and so he knew what was going on and that he was actually developing what is now the mastery bridge at that point in time. Nice. And Nels was uh, uh, one of the guys that got some of the original prototypes to, tr- to, to test out on the road. And so Nels was like, you have got to get in touch with this guy and talk, you know, talk to him because his bridges are amazing. And so, so I did. And Woody and I became quick friends and, you know, we immediately started using the uh, mastery bridge stuff. And we were like one of the, the very first people outside of the, you know, the testers to, to get some. And so, you know, we just decided that early on that we weren't going to make any sort of offset guitar without that bridge, you know, with that tremolo, without that bridge. Um, so that part came into play. So it made the guitar and as a guitar immensely more uh, attractive um, as a play for from a playability standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so that felt really good. The effects seemed like, you know, this is a way that, you know, you, you don't have to use them. And, but they, you know, they're right there and it's super cool. So we, you know, kept, kept going, kept tweaking the design, kept tweaking the electronics. And, uh, you know, we eventually got to, to a point where we figured out that batteries are not going to cut it and, you know, nobody's going to want to change batteries in this thing. And especially when you're making a delay go crazy and, you know, they just don't last. So. So we ended up coming up with it. We had gone through a couple designs where we were actually making a power supply, like literally putting a a transformer in a box and like, and how we would do it is we would send nine volts through the ring portion of a tip ring sleeve cable uh, so that you would plug into the guitar with the tip ring sleeve cable and then into the power supply and it would supply power to the effects via that, uh, that line in the cable. And then, uh, then we eventually just des- decided that we just create an enclosure with the right connections in it. We plug a one spot into it. It provides the same amount of power. We don't have to build this crazy uh, power supply. So it was like uh, that. That was one of the the big things that made it a little way more practical for us to continue doing it. So we spent a couple years, and you know, we'd make two or three at a time. You know, we we started off. We did a run of eight. And we, so we tried to capture as many kind of like the cool, coolest uh, Fender custom colors that we liked, you know, so we did two-tone burst, three-tone burst, Olympic white, you know, um, Sherwood green, Lake Placid blue, like Dakota red, you know, just like tried to catch, capture all those, uh, you know, vintage vibe color feels. And um, so we made this run of eight. We did some photo shoots of it. They features, featured us a little bit in the, there was this thing in Premier Guitar called the Modern Builders Vault. And I remember that would have been the fall of 2009 when that came out. And, you know, we had done a bunch of photo shoots with these eight guitars and, you know, we got a bunch out to people, including Nels and, and uh, um, you know, sold them off and got them to, got them to bands that we really liked. And, and then, um, you know, once that Premier Guitar uh, Modern Builders Vault feature came out, you know, I was kind of like sitting by the phone, you know, tapping my fingers, waiting for it to ring. And it really, you know, it really didn't. But the other thing that we had to develop was like once pictures started getting around and getting out and, you know, people started talking about them on the forums and stuff like, 
you know, the vast majority of people, it, the response was like super positive. Cause I, I, I really felt like we were going to, we were hitting something that people were looking for, or, you know, maybe just starting to think that they were ready to start looking at, um, as far as like the offset design and what was going on with guitars in, you know, the indie rock stuff and just popular music in general at the time. Um, so I, you know, I thought it was going to go nuts, but it did not, you know, cause it, it was just too much guitar with all the effects in it is too freaky for people, but there are a lot of adventurous dudes out there. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we, we started off just kind of doing the, doing it on the side and, you know, we'd have, you know, three orders at any given time for the first six months. And then it was like five on order. And then, it, then by, you know, like 2013, we had, we were, you know, con- consistently back ordered like 25 guitars, you wow. know? So, so then we, you know, then we moved um, our facility into a, another suite in the building that uh, that we were in, and um, you know, really started pumping them out. And that's when we were kind of doing a lot with Chicago Music Exchange, and we're picking up other dealers and just kind of, you know, just blowing up a little bit. And then, you know, that we've had to move our facility again in that period, you know, from then to now. And we, but it was a kind of a really good opportunity for us to really tighten up our production and, you know, develop a lot of stations where we, you know, can leave stuff set up and we don't have to do so much, you know, tear down and, and set up to do certain jobs. So learning from take, you know, taking every, all of that stuff from our experience. And then, and then, and then back in, uh, I think it was 2012, we, kind of simultaneously released the Zaftig model, which is our uh, chambered out hollow bodies, a mashup of the the Starcaster and Jazzmaster. Jazz and then also our El Ombre model, which was a Gibson scale based on pretty heavily based on a, a Aria Pro, uh, which would have been a mid sixties Japanese. It was an offset kind of double horned, you know, double That's cutaway. funky. Oh, I love it. It's, it's a great guitar. And, and it's, and, uh, so we, we kind of simultaneously released those. We got a bunch of, uh, prototypes made up and sent them out. And so like vintage guitar and guitar world, a guitar player, they all did reviews on one or the other and, you know, premier guitar. They're actually based in Iowa, Iowa. At least they were at that time. I don't even, I'm pretty sure they're still around. Um, but you know, that's, that was the print days. Mm-hmm they were, they've always been super kind to us. So from there, you know, then, then things really started getting busy um, because those were, well, especially the Zaftig. So the Zaftig and the Relevator. And and then at that time, we also released what we call, started calling the Relevator LS, um, which is the same guitar sans effects. So, you know, the LS is for less stuff. (laughs) And so we, well, that also has uh, standard Jazzmaster pickups in it, right? Yes, it's basically, a, uh, you know, as far as pickups go, because we, we, you know, the vast majority of our sales have always been direct to, to players, direct to customers. Mm-hmm. So we've, we always, our philosophy was like, let's get customers what they want with regard to pickups or any sort of um, electronic situation. Because number one, the pickups are going to be where the rubber meets the road as far as sound goes and, and what people are going to be, what's going to get you the best sound. Now, uh, you know, I, there's all sorts of arguments to be made for everything else, but like, you know, a a huge percentage of what your guitar sounds like is going to be your pickups period. 
Um, so we always wanted to be as flexible as possible on that. So it sounds like you've, you've had some growth over the years. Um, how yeah. many people are working at the shop now? So it's Bill and I, and we kind of do the primary, primarily do the operations. Um, we kind of share general management duties and then, uh, and then I'm, I tend to be the production manager. And so I have two guys. I got a head luthier. His name's Patrick. And then I got another uh, dude, Justin, who's a, a, a luthier as well. And so those, that's my production crew. And between the three of us, we do all of the production. So um, it's a good thing to point out to everybody out there, because when you're when you're looking at Instagram and you're just like, well, guitar, guitar, guitar and all these shots and everybody's got them. And, you know, whatever it is, your pedals, uh, amps, um, guitars, most of the people that we talk to are in that same position where you you just listed off an entire company of what, four people. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I think we do have one more person that's kind of part time in the office, but and it's absolutely necessary. Good God, I couldn't do anything without it. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So five people. Your point being (laughs) my my point being is that you're you know, you are making stellar instruments. And I don't think that people really grasp the like the size of some of these companies and the effort and the amount of work that not only goes into like, it's, you know, it's not like you're just building the guitar. You're, you're doing everything else and you're running these businesses and you're corresponding just kind of like we talked about earlier with the email run on. And, you know, I think, uh, it's, it's just something that I think we all should like just take pause and appreciate how much goes into these instruments that that we, that we want and that we hopefully pick up from uh, builders like yourself. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it is uh, it is an endeavor that uh, you have to have a passion for because number one, it's not there. It isn't a high margin uh, scenario. No, I don't think anything in this industry really is. You know, uh, so it's not get rich quick by any stretch of the imagination. So it has to be something that you care about. And we care deeply about number one, the music and number two, being able to provide the tools that make that music and hopefully, uh, you know, being integral in making some of the best music, you know, and, and like, it would be, it would be a dream if, if there was a, you know, a, a type of music or a style of music that even, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the road could only be not only be done with our guitars, but just like that was the iconic guitar to make this particular mm. or a whole genre of music. That would be amazing to me. That would be the pinnacle of, of a satisfying uh, legacy. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. It's a tremendous amount of work and it's a tremendous amount of heartache and it's a huge amount of joy when things go well, it is, you know, you're on top of the world, you know, as a small business owner and just, you know, dealing with not only customers, not only employees, but things like municipalities and fire departments and, you know, all of the things that you don't even think of uh, that all the hats you have to wear to be able to um, effectively and legally and all this, you know, run your business so that if the fire department knocks on your door, your, your spray booth is legal and all your fire suppression stuff is up to code, you know, and like, Oh boy. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> there is a there's so there's so so many layers to this that uh you know if you you gotta be in it to win it and just keep going, uh, you know, keep putting one foot in front of the other and you know, trying to make the right right moves and right choices and you know, and we feel like we really uh we we hit the market at the right time for what people were really interested in. And we were lucky enough to be able to have the Relevator, which I kind of feel like is a flagship because it's so goofy and, you know, because it's so alienating to so many people, but also like endearing to others, like it, it gets people's attention. So we, we had the ability to get people's attention with something that, you know, was, was kind of crazy, but at the same time that allowed us to then eventually start introducing normal guitars, um, you know, and, and being able to, uh, you know, to build, build up on that. You know, I, I really am appreciating what you're saying. And I think I just want to touch on a a few things real quick. Um, it is, it is a good reminder that in the age of instant where we expect everything, especially, um, young builders or people that are thinking about this, we, we get a lot of mail and we've, we've featured some of these people, uh, on, on, on our shows where they're like, I've listened for a long time. I've heard these people's stories and, and now I'm motivated and I'm building pedals or amps or guitars. And it's, it's amazing to hear that. Sure. And it's also really important. What, what you said was like, putting one foot in front of the other, not expecting everything to happen all at once. Like it's a, it's a passion project. It takes time. So hang in there and and keep doing it. Yeah. This, uh, this, this thing that we're doing, this business, this life, whatever, you know, I, it's the funny thing is, is that eventually you discover that uh, it's fluid and that you never really arrive you know, like mm-hmm. you're never really done. So it just, it, I think back to when we first started this or when I first got, first got the idea that I wanted to build guitars or wanted to be involved with this because number one, I was a terrible performer and, but I still love music. I love guitars and I love players and bands and all of that stuff. And I always wanted to be involved. But if, if somebody would told me when I, the, from the impetus of the, of the idea that I wanted to do this or that I could do it, that that all of the things that I would have to go through and all of the changes that you make, you're never the person that you are, you know, from the moment of that idea to the time that you can actually stop, look back and say, Oh, I actually executed the whole thing. You know, like it's, you, you have to, you go through so many changes, you, you have to tolerate so much stress and so much, uh, uh, you know, craziness and chaos and, and, uh, you know, things that are so far out of your control that you have to figure out how to just live with. So, so that's, that's, uh, that's your, uh, little life lesson on small business ownership, guys. <laughs> yeah, it stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had a question, uh, some specifics about the sure. guitars. Like you talked a little bit, like you, you like the mastery componentry and things like that. But, um, yes. in terms of finishes and things like that, what are you, uh, are you a nitro guy or are you a poly guy? Well, we started off, um, as poly guys because, um, number one, nitro is just, it's a, at, at the time when we were doing this before we had really kind of honed in a lot of our materials and techniques and, and equipment, um, 
you know, nitro was a big pain for me to apply because it was just a lot of coats and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I was really familiar from the repair side of things with a bunch of, uh, different automotive type finishes. And so, and, and then I was also, uh, uh, really familiar with the, like the UV cured polyesters that like Taylor was using, um, because I was a big warranty place, warranty repair guy for Taylor for the, the finishes. And so that gave me uh, a big background on um, that stuff. So I had a UV lamp and I had all this uh, equipment to do that. So that's what we started off shooting uh, guitars with was poly. Now, over the years, we've had people that absolutely insisted on nitro. And, you know, when you're in this business, you don't dare turn down a sale. So, uh, so over the years, I've had enough of that come around and just watching the market and figuring out a, a lot of different stuff. Um, we, you know, are now our primary finish is, is nitro. And, um, we do, we, we do, we have a finish now, which is, which is what we call our low gloss nitro, which is several coats directly onto the raw wood. So there's no polyester sealers. There's no sealers of any kind. Um, we just start putting lacquer on it. And we get a, we get a, a build to our satisfaction, whether it's a solid color or you know transparent um, or a tinted uh, or a burst or whatever. We get the color on, and then we you know we clear coat over top of that with the lacquer. Now it is not a polished finish, so it's not going to be wet sanded and buffed out. And that's that's that is our standard finish, and it's super thin. It's going to wear just like the old boys. It's just not polished out, so you you do see a little of the wood grain um, and you know, a lot of people are just really loving on that finish. So that's, that's our standard now mm. is, is the nitro. Now, when you get, start getting asking for like the level satin finishes, that's a polyester sealer. So that adds, you know, money to it. And then when, if you want a high gloss nitro or a high gloss poly, you know, there's a significant upcharge for, for those finishes just because of the labor that's involved and the extra materials to, to uh, achieve those finishes. So, you know, we're finally to a point where we can, we're able to kind of break those down so that we can do those. Right. But I'm a big, I'm not, I'm a big believer in thin finishes, but I'm not a huge, like uh nitro versus poly versus, you know, it's, it's when you start getting into the extremes of thickness of right, coatings right. is when you start seeing, you know, the real uh, advantages and disadvantages. But when you're, when you're talking about, you know, like thicknesses between those materials. They're, they're so similar. It's so, so thin or, you know, it's so uh, minimal, has such a minimal effect on tone when ultimately what you're really going for is stabilizing the material that it's covering, you know? And so, uh, so yeah, I guess we started off with poly and I, you know, I think we we're one of the, the few people out there that were, that that was standard for what we did. And so, uh, that, that really allowed us to do a lot of the custom stuff and, and just the, some of the, the wackier things that we end up doing. And, um, so we were able to develop like really thin poly finishes and we're super proud of those. I'm still super proud of those. And then I'm, you know, we're also super uh, excited about the nitro stuff that we're doing now. And, uh, so that, that's where we're, that's kind of where we're at with finishing. How about in terms of anybody got any ideas? 
Yeah, just leave them raw. Stuff we should try. <laughs> just a quick oil finish will be fine. Yeah, yeah. Kind of oil. a little, little yeah. true oil. Yeah. Um, in terms of the wood, I'm, I'm assuming you're using uh, mostly maple for necks, and uh, yeah. how about on bodies? Bodies, actually, we are we procured an oven, and we are actually baking our own alder and maple right now. Oh, cool! Wow. And yeah, and it, we are really loving it. Number one, those two woods work great because there's a high sugar content in them, and that sugar actually caramelizes. It's it you know you're mm. you're baking it. Mm, frankly yummy. that's all it is to it. <laughs> it smells great and uh but Sweet. that gives it that gives it that nice tone it also has a it has a drying effect and there's there is a definite technique on you know bringing things up to temperature and and uh uh acclimation and all of that stuff um it's a recipe so it's a it's a it's a exactly and so uh, we've been doing that for, uh, you know, about two years now and it's pretty fun. I, the oven is so big. I couldn't get it. We couldn't actually get it physically into the shop. So it, it lives in my garage. So <laughs> the, uh, what we do is, you know, on a lumber run, we get it, get it, cut it up and, uh, I take it home and, and start up the oven. And it's about a 36 hour process to do a load and, um, and yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, so that's, that's our standard now. We just decided we really like it and it, it just makes, um, the wood looks really good. Uh, and it's, it does have a stabilizing effect that kind of mimics aging to a, a little bit of a, to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Um, but mostly it's, it's the aesthetic of it and, uh, you know, the, the stability of it. So, yeah. So the, the, that's going to be primarily what, what we use. We do use uh, rosewood standard on a lot of fingerboards. Um, there's now this whole CITES thing, um, which we haven't quite like got, you know, uh, totally nailed down because we don't do a huge amount of overseas shipment. And the, the ones that we have done lately, they've all been super conscious of it. And we, we've been doing maple boards and we can do like a darker roasted maple board um, that is not a perfect uh rosewood substitute but definitely has the darker tone to it um i don't know you guys remember when gibson uh yeah all that was that maple, was disappointing <laughs> the big, and then there was the big revolt i think you know had they rolled that out a little smarter um you know i think it i think it's a wonderful alternative you know because aesthetically you can get a nice dark roast and it looks good and you know it has all of the properties or, you know, retains all the properties and it's a little more stable. And, you know, so I'm really sad that there's a lot of, uh, still ill will against, um, baked maple. Well, I, you know, you know, I think the biggest problem with that was, um, it didn't sound like a Gibson instrument. I mean, and that's primarily because Gibson used maple on very few models. I mean, they're right. The, and right. so it, every, I, I own maybe two or three of the uh, of the Gibsons that had the the baked sure. maple boards, and I don't have them anymore because I just never got never never liked them. I mean, they, yeah, they just never. didn't sound right. And I think it was the the to me it was like the bluster of just saying, "Well, this is what they are now. There's no other alternative." Yeah, you know, and like yeah. this is what the tuners are now. The guess what? They're Robo tuners. Like you know, it's yeah. just 
They that didn't was, handle a lot of that's a whole that's a whole other <laughs> yeah that's a, that's yeah that's the uh, where's yeah, Gibbs Darnell podcast yeah so um, Jared Jared's had his hand up for a little bit Jared oh you guys are raising hands over there we well, have to yeah oh cool I can't see it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, without revealing any certain sauce or you know any secrets where are you guys heading to in the future like do you foresee anything new or what's happening. Uh, yeah, we are. Um, well, you know, we're, we're tweaking our line. Um, we're getting ready to launch a new website here in probably about 40 to 60 days, um, which is going to allow people to, to, to do, uh, yeah, our, we, we threw that website up in like 2012 and haven't really touched it since. So anyway, um, that's going to be coming online and we're going to be able to have listings of stuff that's going to be available now because we are building ahead a little bit. So we're going to have some stock pieces that we are finding, you know, like goofy wood. Um, you know, we, we, when we did our last move, we had to cut up a bunch of ceiling beams, um, and we saved that wood and made a bunch of, of, uh, uh, and, and relevators and out of it and stuff. And so there's going to be some kind of like higher end, like stuff that we're inspired to make that we're throwing in with the regular orders. Um, so we'll be able to list those and then you'll also be able to make custom orders for, uh, all the models and, and make all of your selections and, uh, you know, place deposits at that point in time, if you want to, or just start talking to us about that stuff. But, um, just, and then, you know, really trying to kind of bump up our web presence a lot. And like I was talking earlier with, you know, with trying to do demos with everything and, uh, you know, just being out there a lot more so people can get, uh, cast so we can cast a little wider net, um, and get, get more visibility out there. So that's, that's happening in the immediate future. And then, you know, we've got, we've got new models cooking, uh, you know, all literally, the time. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally. Garage Sugar. Right now. Oh, I gotta go. Yeah. I forgot that was still on. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> What's cooking? Doc? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You always want to have the hose handy. <laughs> um, well, one thing that I noticed uh, going to several NAM shows is there always seems to be a built guitar in a bunch of different booths. I don't know if artists are bringing them in or if you're yeah. providing them, but it's a really great way for people to see uh, your products. Good. That's a, that's not the first time I've heard that, but it is nice to hear that, that people are seeing them at there because we do reach out, you know, a lot of, uh, pedal companies or amp companies will reach out to us or we'll reach out to them and we do like friendly trades and stuff like that. Or, you know, we, we, uh, we'll make a proposal to somebody, um, you know, Hey, we want to get in, you know, if, can we have, uh, will you use this as a demo guitar? But like, Jamie Stillman from Earthquaker, like he bought a guitar from us way back, maybe like 2012, 2013, bought an LS that has been like a, you know, one of the first guitars that ever made it through the doors at NAM. And I think he still showcases that guy. Mm. And then, um, then earlier this year, um, we were kind of formulating the idea of maybe retiring the relevator a little bit. No, uh, you cannot. But what we did, what we thought would be a fun way to go would be to, uh, you know, get with some of the companies that we worked with in the past, like Earthquaker, um, JHS pedals, um, old blood noise. We did. Uh, uh, and so what we did was we had, we got with these companies and we asked them, what would you like to see in a, of your stuff in, a, in one of our guitars? So, 
we made uh, Josh at JHS. He made we had like five different effects in there. Wow. Um, and he, you know we we kept our regular format, and he likes this white with red appointment design. So we did a, a relevator for him. His his components in there and that was awesome yeah and then jamie at earthquaker he asked for a 12 string um kind of red and white uh, uh, uh guitar and that sucker came out great and what did we put in there i can't you're gonna have to forgive me because like once i get done wiring these things i have to like purge my brain <laughs> um, quite all right i know but, somebody uh, who a pickup guy who's gonna have a booth space at nam Oh really? really? Yeah. Oh. Is he that? raising oh. his hand? Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh that, that's me. At Brandon Wild. Yeah, that's right. Oh. it's very. It's actually around the corner. So yeah. Well, um, oh, so, Summer Nam. Yeah. Summer Nam. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Uh, you guys. Can you talk mean about the reasonable that. one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 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 anyway, and then for uh, for uh, Old Blood, we made there again. I can't remember what the. Uh, pedal names are but man that well that one came out cool we did it was black on black and we did this anodized black pick guard that was the whole pick guard so there's no no uh, external or uh individual plates so it was like the tremolo and everything mounted on there i i if if you haven't seen it on their website you should go check it out but that thing was like insane and so so yeah so we you know we we will we do that and we got, we tried really hard and we got them all out there to, uh, to, to Nam, you know, and, and with Nam, it's always like this last minute push to get stuff out there. And so Bill was, Bill was going to be traveling out there. And so we pushed really hard to get these guitars shipped out so that they could be available, you know, to these guys for Nam. And the only major flub was, uh, you know, we got in touch with earthquake and we we're like, so what did it, what did everybody think? He's like, well, it didn't really, wasn't as usable as we wanted it to be because you forgot to put strap buttons on it and we we're oh. like oh my oh. god you know so that's that's been the big joke around the shop really? the shop is like does it have strap buttons and no i mean because literally like you're putting the thing together and it and when it comes to a 12 string and and when you have to when it has effects in it and you're taking the thing apart and putting it back together, you know a billion times like everybody gets to a point where they're so fried and, and crispy uh, dealing with a, an individual guitar like that, that I, you know, I'm, I'm sympathetic. I'm laughing it off. I don't, you know, I, it's not the worst thing in the world uh, to, to have hap had, had, had happened, but uh, uh, it's since been rectified. So, yeah, I am really grateful that you have shared so much with us. Um, it was great listening to your backstory and just talking about cool guitar stuff with you um, and learning a lot more about built guitars. Um, uh, so thank you so much for that. And um, we're going to adjacent to my, we're going to a jettison. We're going <laughs> to jettison from this and a, to our adjacent pal over here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Would You Rather. This week's Would You Rather is brought to you by Joseph Halliday of Hello, Sailor Pedals. Hello, Sailor. <laughs> he's from the UK. He's a, a, a little builder out there. I mean, he's not little. In, I don't know how big he is, but he... Are you saying he's, he's a dwarf? A, he's a smaller uh, <laughs> manufacturer uh, out in the UK, and he's going to be on the show pretty soon. He makes some really cool stuff. So check out Hello, Sailor. And check out his Would You we'll Rather. We'll find out now. how little he really yeah, is. That's right. Okay. 
So would you rather you're going to play a private gig to a few dinner guests at a billionaire's mansion using your choice of the best guitar and amp combination in the world? Or would you rather play on a stage with your choice of the best live act in the world in front of a stadium with a Squire Affinity Strat that's got horribly high action and grubby strings (laughs) And, and she's greater frets. That's right. And mm. it, you're playing through a rolling microcube. <laughs> microcube? That's mic'd up, of course. Well, of course. Oh, boy. This is, this is actually a kind so, of a tough So one. Who is, who's going to be at the billionaire's party? A billionaire guy. And yeah. his guests. Could be a lady. I don't know. Are the, will there be guests there? Yes, there are. So you said that. Okay. There's guests. There's guests. But there's, you know, maybe probably not a ton. But anyways, Tony... Why don't you go first? I'm going to go with the Billionaires Club. Yes. The party. Because one, that's the people I hang with. Right. You know, that's right. Yeah, Natch. You know, I'm, I'm busy, busy, businessman like myself, for instance. Right. And I think the, the shrimp cocktails are going to be better. Yeah. Wine mignon. I think they're going to have some really nice bourbon. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's a nice guitar, the best guitar amp combo in the world. Right. And I'm doing it. That's where I'm going. You guys can have the rusty strings in the microcube. Okay. Jared? Nah, I'm, I'm also going to go with the good old billionaire person. Definitely. Because I want the nice equipment, the nice amp. And I personally don't care who I play in front of. I'm going to do my best with the best equipment, and it's going to sound good, and I'm going to feel good about what I did. Okay. And, Tim, how about yourself? Uh, neither. Those, the, they both sound like nightmares. Uh, you have to do one. You have to yeah. choose yeah. one. That's the rules. Like, I would rather be buried alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's even worse well, than Well, that's an option. Yeah. <laughs> Since it's worse than the two, we'll give it to you. No, for the, the, the more workmanly option of the uh the painful stuff because that seems to be what i'm used to (laughs) (laughs) that's fair i am taking the big stage baby i want the stage Mm, i want the big stage i want the people i want the noise i want to rock the crap out of that thing i will make myself bleed and break the strings it'll be amazing they're gonna associate you then i will punt the amp when i'm done they're gonna associate you with the strat from now on then no because I'll it's smash an, it and then punt. A, I will. I will. I will actually golf swing the the cube. micro cube off the stage With and the then strat. smash the guitar. That's what I'm doing. Is it? Is this? Is this going to be like a, a point in the future when like the billionaires are all genetically enhanced? Like the it's the new master race. Is it going to be a group Ooh, of them or is it? Gonna I hope be, not. That sounds dreadful. Is it going to be like modern day billionaires where they're you know? <laughs> Right, we're <laughs> we're saggy tennis shorts. Right, yeah. I don't know. Is it going to be? They all, are they going to be the dreadful. new species yet? That's what yeah, I'm. New world wondering. order, baby. New no, world order is no, coming. I, I don't want any of that. <laughs> all right, uh, gentlemen, we've got a few people to thank real quick. So at this point in the show, we like to thank a special, special, special group of people—not billionaires, but they're nice people. Or. Not or they might be billionaires. I don't know. They help us out a lot because what they do is they help sponsor the podcast. That's right. right. And there's various levels you can participate in. Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. You'll see all the cool stuff that you can get for being uh, a relatively non expensive level, all the way to a, a slightly more expensive, but the 
great, great prize packages that you receive. It just will astound you. Mm-hmm. In addition, what happens, Jared? Oh, like right now, you could have your name read on the thing. And that's what I'm going to do right, right now. So uh, let's go from oldest to newest, shall sure. we? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. Let's thank our good, good, good friend, Tom Brazzle. Hey. Yep. Uh, Martin Cliff. John Daly. Sean S. Chris Kearney. Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Brad Partridge, Corey Nigro, Ken Sayers, Jonathan Jerusik, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Michael McVeigh, Rick Lenglou, Lenglou, Stefan Lam, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, John Englin, Tyler Bray, Tyg Harmon, Chris Heidel, John Esterly, Tim Nowak, not Novak, but Nowak, and our newly upgraded friend and executive producer, Doug Gann. All right. Thank you, each and every one of you. And thank you for our regular Patreon sponsors, too. Yes. Thank you guys so very much. Um, You help our show out every week, and we are truly, truly grateful for you. Um, So, uh, Tony... Mm. Let's ask Tim yes. where, where he's... Tim, uh, where can people get a hold of you to order their built guitar? Actually, why don't you guys just tell people to go to builtguitars.com and le- there's a message box and leave us a message. That's uh, the vast majority of how we've had uh, a lot of people contact us. So, cool. And then I will follow up and we will make you amazing guitars. Killer. And we'll be really excited about it. And uh, you'll be really excited about it because you're going to be really excited that you're going to get this guitar that you've always wanted. And can they Love find it. you also on like on the on the Instagram or the yeah, Facebook? Like, yeah, and our Instagram is super fun, and you can DM us there, and uh, we'll allow you. We'll allow your request. Nice. We'll, we'll consider it <laughs> for real. That's how it works. Tony, how about yourself? Uh, let's say you need a custom pick guard, or you want to replace a guard, or you want to change pickups, or uh, there's any number of things. Mm-hmm. You got an anniversary coming up. You want to put a I love you, my dear pick guitar. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm yeah. going to do that. Uh, go to pickguardian.com. Uh, you can shoot me an email off the site. Uh, you can go over to Instagram. I post a lot of things, the projects and things that I'm working on on there. And, uh, and if you can't find them for whatever reason, just hit me up for Pete's sake. Yes. Yeah. Get a hold of Todd. Go to the, the Guitar Knobs website. There's links everywhere. Yes, or on Instagram. All, All right. right, Jared. If you need a new pickup or new old looking pickup to match your old guitar or anything of the sort, go to brandonwildpickups.com. Uh, Drop me an email. All the things. So if you need pickups, because you make pickups. Yeah, or if you yeah. need... You uh, make a and, lot of custom yeah. and weird and funky and yeah, interesting it, pickups. Yeah, a lot of that stuff, the, always uh, some really that. cool stuff really that I make doesn't make the website, because, you know, I'm... I'd rather like be building P90s stuff in a jazz in a jazz. Uh, yeah, you case. know all the awesome stuff like that. Or, yeah, or wide range in the <laughs> real in the, wide uh, ranges. Yeah, in the uh, jazz master casing. Yeah, block. I understand cool. you're going to yeah. be at the summer Nam show. Is that right? I am. That's that right. That's true. That's true. That's so crazy. if you can't get a hold of them via email or on the website, 
Go to the NAMM show. Yeah. And you'll also see Tony Baloney. Yeah. I'll be there too, but yep. I won't. Sorry. Uh, you can get a hold of me, Todd at theguitarknobs.com. Shoot me a note. Love to hear um, from you. Uh, we also would love to hear your would you rathers. Please send those to us. We have a good time when we get to read them. You can DM me, direct message on Instagram, and uh, please subscribe to our little feed. It's super fun. And we really are want to just give a big giant thanks to Tim uh, from Build Guitars for joining us tonight. We have had a blast talking to you. Hey, super fun! Thanks, guys. Yep. Nice you. to meet you. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk pickups and, and pick cards one of these days. Woo-hoo. We'll do that. Definitely. All right, everybody, have a great guitar week and subscribe. Yeah. You you could probably have somebody make leather ends for that, but. You know, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Sorry, guys. He hasn't hung up yet. He's the first one. He's lasted this long. Yeah. Record uh-huh. over. Do but they have leather ends? Every single beer they open explodes <laughs> here. How is this possible? I'm like a dad in here. You're going to play a private gig to a few dinner, dinner desks. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Take two. This will be three. Oh. A paper towel. It, oh, that's going to stink yeah, in I here so bad. You guys have beer? Cry, baby. You do not have five children. I've got three girls and two grown men. <laughs> uh, Jared, you're going to need more than that little tiny paper towel there, buddy. Well, that's it for these knobs please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash theguitarknobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitarknobs. Catch you next time.